I love America. It's been my home all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Public Access America. This is your history. This is your country. This is America. Join us in listening to some of history's America's best speeches. Created by Jarcodes Productions. Go back in time with us right now on Public Access America. Jim, the first question, uh, I want to just ask you a couple of rapid fire questions. That is, how old are you? I'm 44. Okay. One how, tries to forget this time. How long have you been uh, within the religious community? Very young. I started um, almost a working minister at the beginning of college since I was 18. I see. Um, you've graduated with theology yes. degree of some sort, I assume? Disciples of Christ. I'm ordained with the Disciples of Christ, which is a comprehensive denomination of two million that includes the FBI director, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson family, several congressmen, both liberal and conservative. Each church is autonomous. I see. Within the framework. That's one of the things that I've noticed about the People's Temple. Um, how long have you been in San Francisco? Oh, years. Ten, as I said, to forget the years now. I guess we've been here in eight years. About eight years. Okay. Just want to get some of the preliminaries out of the way. Sure. First question I wanted to ask you is, tell me about your God. Your God? God. My God is love. I see love, uh, God, love, the interchangeable. I, um, I, don't, I don't personally cope very well with the anthropomorphic concept of deity. I believe the highest worship to God, if there's indeed existence of God, a, a benevolent deity, would be a service to your fellow man. I see. So in other words, you tend to see the face of Christ himself and the people that you serve and work with. You, you verbalize it better than I. Good. I have a theology minor from the University of Santa Clara, so I was going to be a Jesuit at one time. There has been a movement on, I tend to just date it in my own mind since uh, Pope John XXIII and Vatican II, and the, the move that's going on of world ecumenism, where the, the Catholic Church, which of course has been the most strict, is beginning to lower the barriers and beginning to communicate with other religions. You saw what happened in Philadelphia recently where Episcopalians were invited and rabbis and things like this. It seems to me there's a movement on that... Religion no longer has to do with necessarily a church service at all, that it's moving out into the communities, getting involved with people on their level, not within the church's level. Is that where the People's Temple is basically moving or has moved? We hope so. We, uh, as you may be familiar, we have uh, free legal services and free medical facilities, um, which includes diathermy and ultrasonic treatments, physical therapists under the auspices of uh, Dr. Goodlett, who is, you know, the publisher here. He's our uh, clinical doctor. We feel that a church must be human service related. We have um, daycare programs, uh, we give free meals, uh, we offer food from our commissary to people upon request as they come to us. We have even a wood shop connected with our church, printing shop, 
People's Forum, you may or may not have seen it through the community. There's several thousands. I think we distribute about 600,000. It's small, but we uh, keep it con with issues, social issues. We're very much concerned about social issues. We have arts and crafts and field trips and geriatric homes and a home for exceptional children, retarded children. Uh, we give convalescent care to our members. Um, we, we do see that it's very important to be practical, and I'm heartened, uh, very heartened by what Pope John created. It, it seemed to be such a terrible misfortune we only had him a few years, because he brought a spirit into the field of religion, the like of which I've never seen in my time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't think we've seen it since either, if I might add that. I concur. Jim, you're involved in, a, okay, free legal services. I know you, you've been helping Vietnam veterans, old people in transportation. You're into just about every issue that I've ever dealt with in terms of public affairs programming here. No need to tell you that a good many of the problems that are involved with dealing with people in these things is politics, mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. That's where it all comes from. I mean, on a local level, you have the mayor's office, the board. On the state, you have that bureaucracy and federal. It's always been said that the church should be very much separated from the functions of the state. That doesn't seem to be true anymore, or does it? What's your own feeling about how involved should the church become in the community, per se? Well, if the church becomes very much involved in partisan politics, it will lose its tax status. And I suspect that that's going to happen to a number. I've read some in our denomination. There's a Catholic church that's been very much, very much involved in the farm workers' movement in the south, in the peninsula somewhere, has been in trouble with the tax department because it, it, it's a very narrow description of what a church can do. I disagree thoroughly. One tax uh, position in one department was the uh, church must confine itself to praying, singing, and preaching. I would think that Jesus Christ would be disgraced by that. I'm a devotee of Jesus Christ, and he was a humanist, an ethical humanist to me in every degree. His judgment of whether one had, was truly Christian, of the Judeo-Christian tradition, was whether one had fed the hungry, clothed the naked, taken in those that were homeless. And he, I think his brother James embodied pure religion undefiled before God was to minister to orphans and widows. Uh, I, I can't uh, understand how the church could be any other than involved, but I don't think the church should be used as a, a political base to gain power uh, for itself, if indeed it can bring about change, but not be involved in any particular political block. I am opposed to the church being involved with the state in that sense. I don't. I, I think, indeed, we've had a historic precedent of separation of the church and the state, and I think that's wise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jim, what about the impact on you personally? Now, all of the things I've been looking at, you've won awards in a lot of ways. Well, like as is Cecil Williams, you are the center of attention and you can't help it. You're where it's at in a lot of ways. Obviously, there are dangers involved in that to any person, like spiritually, where your head's at, getting egotistical and things like that. How do you handle all the attention and all the all the the needs that are put upon you to solve? How do you deal with that personally? You see so many needs that I don't know how anyone could get egotistical about it, because you realize that all you do is just a drop in the bucket compared to the vast needs of America today. I see democracy and the balances. Uh, around where our church is located in Fillmore, there's a great deal of deterioration. We, we, even though we have a drug rehabilitation program and the church is open 24 hours a night, people can come off the street and find shelter. How could one become egotistical in times like these? We're not making enough progress about meeting the needs of people. Poverty is on the increase. Malnourished, malnutrition amongst our, our children, state of ecology. I think an apathy about um, social issues in general. general I, I have never been egotistic in regard to what I'm doing, at least. 
In talking with a lot of people, my own parents, friends of mine, and things like that, it seems that they've been so overwhelmed, I guess possibly this is part of the media's responsibility, with the fact that there are so many social problems that seem to be getting worse all the time, that they've just kind of said, my God, it is just so massive to deal with, I give up, why even try? How do you resist that kind of attitude in people? It's very difficult, very difficult. We try to keep active. The old uh, colloquialism, the idle minds of devil's workshop. One thing that helps me is just keep very, very busy, and I keep a schedule of twenty some hours a day. I, I think that uh, it's a dangerous phenomenon when we read as it was yesterday that uh, perhaps only thirty percent of the electorate is going to vote, uh, and I can see good reason for this. I see a lot of glib things coming from politicians. We need. We need uh, dramatic things proposed, and not uh, politicians trying to get the pulse uh, of what people want, but to say from their heart what they really feel. And if they're wrong, not uh, not be so concerned about how it's going to affect them in the public eye. Uh, I, I can see reason for apathy. After all, we've gone through Watergate, and we still see a lot of vested interests. We see people uh, at the top echelons not paying their fair amount of taxes, not carrying the burden they ought to. Corruption is still, we read about it every day, coming out about this politician or that. Although I'm very encouraged, that's why I'm very deeply con uh, concerned that the media not be infringed upon. That's all we have in this country. We would have never known about Watergate if it hadn't been for someone being able to keep his source, Deep Throat. As I'm sure Deep Throat would have not spoken what he had to say if he had been revealed. And, and as I said, I personally have had death threats upon me, and I'm doing a very limited work. Uh, what, what a person like that would have who was willing to step forward and reveal hidden secrets of corruption in high places. We just must not sit back idly and allow the press to be restricted, even though there are responsible pressmen at times uh, who misuse that, uh, that misuse their sources and say things that are not true about this group or that group or another. I, I still feel that the confidentiality of sources is a vital issue today. Well, can't argue with you there. Jim, time and time again, this, and it just amazes me, I, I see stories of, uh, uh, let, me, let me try to think of recent things, there was an animal shelter that was out of money, People's Temple comes forward, I think it was $5,000 if memory serves me correctly, there was a, a program to uh, offer transportation to senior citizens, uh, as I remember, I think Vietnam vets were involved, only jobs they could get, the program was running out of money, People's Temple comes up with it. Where and the hell do you get the thousands of dollars that you're constantly coming up with all the time to help program? We have a large membership. The membership's getting close to 9,000 active members. We don't have a, a regimen of tithing that's required. Some do, because they see a lot of results from what they're, what they're giving. And, and amazing, some little seniors, uh, the most beautiful part of our ministry, they'll get out and have a bake sale our rummage sale, a lot of things like that. We receive no resources outside of our church. Now there is going to be, I guess, a, a testimonial, much to my chagrin, on, on the 25th. Uh, I asked them after I became aware of it to change it to a benefit, and I suppose those that buy tickets to that affair, which the lieutenant governor and the mayor and various other congressmen will be coming, uh, that will be the first time, I believe, in our history that we've ever received any outside resources. We are self-supported. We have, we have no governmental um, we're not dependent upon any agency. That gives us a, a great deal of independence to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
you just more or less when you need the money you just get the word out and people just go to work and that's how yes, it happens yes a patient you like with um, dennis banks for instance when his wife was uh, suffering with the little baby kamuk in jail uh, we, we presented him to the congregation and um, our people are generous they're good uh, beyond uh, any, any people i've ever served uh, as a pastor uh, we raised i think twenty thousand dollars to get get her free Okay. I think she's going now before a trial. I don't know what the status of the trial is. I think you're correct. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. He did uh, get off on, I think, what was the, the biggest charge that was facing him just a couple weeks ago, though. He was one of the most unusual cases, too. Uh, you're telling me there was a deathbed confession that absolved him, evidently. The, yes. the person that was murdered said it wasn't yes, him. Yes, And another thing, many people we help never come back, you know, get their, their assistance and you never even get a thank you. This man came back with a whole uh, group of his uh, tribe and insisted on coming back and thanking us before the press, which we didn't require at all. He called a press conference in our church after the fact that we assisted him, when he was still under a lot of pressure. I saw a, a, a good man there, I thought, a very good man. Yeah, yeah, he surely has a good deal of influence now. I, I've, I've had a chance to meet him. He is a fascinating man. Just getting my head together here. We could stay for hours. I want to go for the most important things. I'm writing my report here, okay, so I try to think of things I want to move to. Jim, I did want to bring up Vietnam vets with you, because that seems to me to be an issue that's died, that is still here. It's just that it's not yes. being discussed, so yes. therefore it doesn't exist, because of just how media and society are nowadays. I'm under the impression, I happened to talk with somebody at San Francisco State a couple weeks ago, that uh, there are a good many Vietnam vets still without employment, uh, into drugs, and a whole lot of other things. What have you been seeing at People's Temple? A whole, I don't like to, to see the number of young people that are still on drugs. Some say it's improved. I can't see it in our quarter particular, particularly, but it has improved. It's, it's a terrible shame that we would have called our young people to be involved in the war, that we have since questioned the morality of that war and not provide opportunity for them. That's what I saw in the senior citizens' escort service here, black, white, Mexican, Chinese, all these young men going beyond the call of duty, helping, I think it was primarily older white senior citizens, and they gave, uh, uh, um, it almost it was like they became children to them. They gave after hour and overtime. Uh, it's, just, it's shame. I, I think that we're going to have to face some basic changes in our society, a more egalitarian type of society. And that leads to my next question. Can we provide for all of our people with, well, they call it capitalism, um, at least by my college training. I'm finding it very hard to fit the definition of capitalism into how this country is run because I'm not seeing capitalism. I don't see, no, like, don't free either. enterprise. Really don't either. Can we continue with this kind of economy and deal with the domestic problems that we're facing, including ecology and jobs and stuff like that? I don't think we can, with the profit motive being so important now. I'm afraid not, and particularly, as you say, free enterprise doesn't exist. My wife is with the State Department of Health, uh, an official high in inspection of hospitals, convalescent centers. Uh, when she said that in the day when uh, a small business person existed, there was a lot of quality care. Now she's in situations that are indescribable. The people are a piece of cordwood. Uh, she finds uh, patients with uh, decubiti, uncared for, uh, just like a, a, a machine process. And uh, we see this in every phase of, of our life, that the small business person has been indeed put out of business, and the multinationals grow and involve the overthrow of governments across the sea. Uh, and who knows?
knows their power, can even begin to comprehend their power, influence, or their, their wealth. I, I, I indeed agree with you. We're going to have to have at least some sort of welfare capitalism better than what we have now. The system is not adequate, and we're going to have to see some basic changes. We're going to have to certainly see that people at the top echelons pay a, a fair share of their taxes. Every day we read it, even the present, the present candidates, uh, they're paying less taxes than I do, and I make my, my wages are minimal compared to theirs. I read one of them, I don't want to win the name, but his taxes, he paid less taxes than I did last year. Yeah, yeah. This, I was, I was going to bring up the fact that the politicians seem to be preying on that idea, too. I mean, what's the big pitch now in terms of taxes? We're going to reduce them for the middle class and all this. It seems to me like the, the middle class is being inundated, politically at least, with the idea that, well, the system can work, and we realize you need a break, and we're all, of course, going to campaign that you get it. But it seems to me, in looking at it over the long view, especially the Nixon administration, that Nixon worked very hard in convincing the middle class that it was the poor people they needed to be afraid of, not the Pentagon, not Washington, yes. and not the corporations. I, being a middle class member, whether or not I like it, I've never agreed with that because I don't see the poor people having been born and raised in the flatlands of Oakland as my enemies. They're my brothers and sisters. That's who I grew up with. How do we go about helping the middle class taxpayer who does carry the financial burden of this country? How do we demonstrate to him that his money is, in fact, better spent in drug rehabilitation programs as against prisons, is better spent at providing jobs as against welfare and unemployment checks. I mean, how do we can begin to make them see that that is a better investment of their money as to what it is now? Well, if we, if we take a look at some of the society Scandinavian countries and see the modest amount of crime, uh, it's hardly safe to walk the streets in most any neighborhood because the environmental circumstances force people to violence. I, I, I don't believe in um, prison system, uh, prison system or death penalties. I don't think that's the answer. I think we need to create a better social situation. We have had people come to us in our church community that were the most troubled individual, individuals, people that they said their pathology was, uh, was psych uh, psychopathic. One young man, I think, that we just sent to our agriculture mission. Um, he's been there now six months. He, he took delight in cutting uh, dogs' heads off and chickens' heads off, and they said there was no cure for him. But given a new setting and opportunity, they, they haven't had a problem. The people there in that agriculture mission, professional people, say it's amazing. It's almost like a, a person has been reborn. I happen to believe that social conditions do shape the individual. I remember one time when I was the foreman of the grand jury of uh, Mendocino County, they brought before me this, uh, I've forgotten, Maine, I think, that uh, raped uh, a young woman and left her, it's a terrible case, and killed uh, the son of the district attorney and, and left her paralyzed. But um, in receiving witnesses, when I had to hand down uh, a writ of indictment as the foreman of the grand jury, uh, one witness came up before me and he said, um, this man chased me for about 40 miles and bumped my car and kept trying to push me off the road. And he said, finally, he turned around and went back. Uh, I saw these young, these young people walking on the road. Their car had been stranded. And I said, what did you do, sir? He said, well, I went home, and I had a, a milk toddy, I think he said, and prayed. I said, why didn't you stop at the next uh, next uh, door? He said, how close was it? He said, oh, about a quarter of a mile. It didn't occur to him that he had a moral responsibility. And then when I got into Maine's background, strapped in a chair, uh, his dad had an alcoholic due to uh, handicaps in his physical life from the war, on welfare, degraded environment, and strapped in a chair, and his dad took it up, uh, the typical syndrome of battering the child and battering his wife. 
what, what's going to happen to any animal when you beat it and deprive it? Like the poor dog left a while ago, uh, we read in the news yesterday, uh, left for days without food and a little baby laying there still. That wasn't a vicious animal, it was a starving animal. And I, I, I don't know what is the matter with our society that wants to uh, think that we can remedy situations by just killing people off. Because as long as these ghettos exist and underprivileged situations are there, we're still going to have problems. Certainly, I'm, I'm afraid of governmental uh, bureaucracy. Jefferson had a point, perhaps, when he said the government governs least, governs best, uh, governs best, governs least, rather. I, I know there are dangers going down the road to uh, government um, involvement, but when I see uh, the lives that are wasted, and the, the, the youth that are just spaced out, uh, I think we better take some chances on a government that will reach it, reach the people on all levels. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Could you define for me what you believe moral responsibility is in 1976? In what regard? I never like to speak just off the cuff, and that, that okay. doesn't mo that doesn't bring forth anything from me. I'm sorry. That's one question you hit me with. I I don't know how what uh, okay. I, I don't know what you're saying probably. What is my obligation as a member of this society or any individual's obligation to the people around him? The reason I ask this question, I'm going to tell you a very quick story. There's a little uh, uh, help me. A teenager, okay, in London, this happened a couple weeks ago, who was born with a tick. He had a nervous tick and he they, they drowned him. And he was deliberately disliked. But, uh, there was a very long story on this. Italian in front of a thousand people, no, no he was drowned him, and yeah. beaten. Okay, we do hear of cases like this, the very famous case of that woman in New York that was robbed and beaten in an alley. All these people watched. And somebody getting ready to jump out of a building, they all stand up and stand. say, jump, jump, jump. Why? I, again, I put the question to you. What is our moral responsibility to our fellow men and women? <laughs> I, that, that is a big... Where does it begin and end? It ends in a society. Uh, which I'm a little hesitant to. Are we on the air? Yeah. <laughs> I won't use it if you don't want to. I don't. I think you're going to have to get into a society that teaches some form of cooperativism. Uh, you call it socialism or what? I'd rather not use that word because I've had so many death threats on my family. Even uh, I don't see how we're going to possibly get cooperation when we teach competition, competition, competition. If you want people to uh, assist and be responsible, we're going in the school everywhere. We're going to have to emphasize a cooperative society rather than so much competition yeah yeah is there any program again i'll get that phase out <laughs> i'd like to try to move on to something that do you have any projects that are ongoing right now that you'd like to talk about i never like to talk very much about what we're doing oh but you got to see that's part of your obligation to the community see now that i got you here you got to do that well, what do you know that we have talked about oh i think that the medical the program for seniors the medical care and whatever the need is you might scale, you might might be able to get some of these uh, middle class people less scared if we would emphasize that the church could do one hell of a lot if it would be do have a lot of voluntary efforts all this money wasted our temple is if you see it is the most used building in the world we have ping pong set up in the sanctuary we move the chairs we have folding chairs uh, used for recreation all these are free shows available every night get the kids off the street and crafts and games and all sorts of things woodwork going on printing shop where people can learn training printing we have a radio broadcast and we get youth involved in engineering and broadcasting um, uh, perhaps if they heard that 
they're always griping about more government encroachment. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, some emphasis on that. But how much a building can be used? And these abominable institutions, they build damnable things, you know, miles high, cathedral, a steeple that has no use, or vast uh, auditorium that's never used but one hour on Sunday. It's an abomination. Yeah, the edifice complex, as yes. Governor Brown has talked about it. Um, it's funny how you're bringing up a, we don't use our, our physical resources very well. Little wonder that we're not using our human resources very well anymore. I read where a church spent $100,000 for tapestry uh, someplace on the, around the choir. Uh, that's a crime. Really? This yeah. is criminal. Yeah, I remember when uh, the new cathedral was built on Geary, the, one of the priests I had at Santa Clara wrote a very stinging letter to the bishop. I mean, he really risked a lot in complaining about this thing. Sure all the millions you could have spent there, you just could have handed out to the community, and he would have There's done a lot still more goes good. On. What about that? How hard is it to, uh, to you have to, you have no choice. You have to deal with with government agencies and stuff like that. What kind of reception do community-based organizations like yours get from, like, the city of San Francisco, the state, the Fed? We don't, uh, we don't. Being that we're not uh, supply, or what am I saying? What am I to say? We're not. Uh, Funded. We're not funded. We have very little connection. We do have a credit bureau. It doesn't fall under my immediate jurisdiction. We have some accountants who are very, very fine. One woman who volunteers her time, Mrs. Leroy, she has more experience in contact with the government. But being that we seek no assistance from the government, we really don't have that problem. Mm. I don't. I really don't know how to relate to that. Could I ask your appraisal of Chief Gaines' policies in terms of the San Francisco Police Department? I think Chief Gaines is a very human person. I, I sensitive. I think it's, he's necessary in law enforcement. I never could understand all the who about the flag, because I've seen so many people of late carry the flag and, in, 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 for instance, Boston. Uh, attack uh, some minority person who's a member of the government with the as use it as a spear. Some of the people that wave the flag the most uh, hide behind hate uh, to the degree that I'm not able to comprehend. I've seen in Chief Gaines, though I'm not a personal friend, he has spoken in our church. I I, I think that the man has a, a care for people, and goodness knows that we need that in law enforcement. There's quite an alienation, particularly in, amongst minorities and poor whites. Uh, in reference to law enforcement, they don't trust. And when we have a chief with a heart that has programs uh, that are more concerned about rehabilitation than uh, punishment, I, I think that's good. I do too. You mentioned media when you first walked in here. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I, I, obviously, you're very concerned. You never about... asked me about moral responsibility, too. If you want me to get back on that, I'll, I'll try it. Do you again. want to try it again? I, I'll try it again, yes, if you want me to. Okay, let's see. We, I'd like to try to get a working definition of what, what you believe to be the moral responsibility of people toward each other in this day and age. Well, uh, the Christian concept was that we, uh, the Judeo-Christian concept, in fact, I think it runs through all the great world faiths, is that we are our brother and, not to be chauvinistic, sister's keeper. I think that there's been too much stress placed upon competition from the school up and in sports and everything. There ought to be more emphasis upon cooperation. I think that's why we see people uh, pass by um, a man I read in Jet yesterday that was hung on a road sign. Fortunately, it didn't happen to break his neck. But a thousand people passed that man without even stopping. Some even backed their cars up and looked at it and went on. Only one person called the police, but no one stopped to assist him. And you were mentioning earlier the incident in England, because America is not the only place that has a problem of prejudice and apathy and indifference. How a thousand people can stand and watch 
a young Italian uh, who happens to be the victim of prejudice there. And by the way, other ethnic groups should show, have concern. Prejudice does not just limit itself to Chicano or Indian or Mexican, because in England, Italians are very much to the victims of prejudice. But none of those thousand people came forward until money was offered, I believe. Uh, this, this is appalling, and I think you're going to get that until from the media and from the church and from the schools, every area. Cooperation is taught, and uh, some value is placed upon that type of assistance of people. Mm. Mike? How much more time do we have in the tape? About two minutes. I'd like to try very quickly in about two minutes. What about local Bay Area media? Are you satisfied that we're doing our job in terms of conducting open discussions? And I'm talking about with the primetime news of what's going on in communities, both the good and the bad. What's been your impression of our job? I think the Bay is better than any place I've seen, but it's never quite adequate, I'm sure. Uh, compared to the vast need that we have to discuss the problems that are before us. Uh, I, as I, I, unfortunately, being a working minister of about 20 hours a day, I don't get to listen to the news enough. But um, I see a better job all the time being done. You do, you do. What about the uh, integration of the media itself? You mentioned as you first walked in here that you're seeing more minorities. Yes, I was pleased to see a minority person interviewing me. Um, I have not had the occasion to look through this uh, particular um, uh, radio station, but I think that's very important that we uh, see minorities at every level, uh, because unfortunately in the past we see often uh, some tokenism, but at the top there'll be uh, the white male still prevalent. But I think again I see integration at, at all levels of the media better here in the Midwest when I was traveling through, we take a bus tour every year to take underprivileged people to see Washington and places of interest in beautiful parts of America. Uh, you, you can go through many cities and never see a minority face as a communicaster at all. Wow, that is interesting. We've run out of time and I didn't want to have a chance to talk to you. So yeah, I think we're going to leave it right there. 10.54, we did all right. Mike, we'll stop it there. Now as we meditate, God is love. Love is a healing remedy. We're going to reach out to areas where man has seemed to have difficulty. As we concentrate that the gifts of the Holy Spirit might function, or what the secularist might speak of as the paranormal, let us believe. Let us believe. Sister Ingram, you're concerned about the losing Losing of your sight. You're not able to see me clearly. Things just blur to you. You have to stumble around lately through crowds and are not able to see even people's faces close up to you clearly. That's true. You've told me nothing about your condition. No, correct? I haven't. Give that little sweetheart a little bit of love. Thank you, baby. Now, take your glasses off. Just just dare in our faith. We've seen Mr. Brown here who was blind, totally healed. Saw one of our sisters blind from her childhood. 
It could be hysterical blindness, whatever. We're not concerned. She was blind and could not see. Now, look at my face. I'm going to hold up some fingers. You concentrate hard. I love you. The people love you. And most importantly, Christ loves you. What do you see? How many fingers? Three. You don't even need your glasses, child. Let's all, let's all be thankful as she cries back there. Let's cry and rejoice with her. Are your fingers numb in your right hand? And having enormous headaches in your head? Yes. Reach your hands out. Reach your hand out to me. Yes. Reach the fingers out that are bothering you. Now, is the pain gone? years of age and someone he was reading something and someone asked him for what he had and he re he didn't want to give it yes, and that's, he did. that that person shot him today yes he did yes, i'm saying say this to give you faith yes. so that you can mount up because you've been feeling pain here in the chest yes and in the back yes. and you injured your foot some time ago, and yes, you've been having constant pain in it, or you had to move around with a chair. Yes, I did. I do not know you, and you've told me or no one else the things I just mentioned. No, you sure true? have. Now, where's your pain? second row. You have a bad spinal condition. Yeah. And your hip is injured. Yeah. Step from your wheelchair. Begin to step from your wheelchair. Try it. 
Just try it. Just try it. We have nothing to lose. We have no face to lose because we've said we're no panacea. But I have seen more healings here than I've ever seen any place. I love you. Jesus Christ loves you. Jehovah Jireh. All the goodness of all the world's great religions in the name and the mercy and the goodness of Jesus wherein I stand. Come forth, my dear. Stand out. Take that step. Bless your heart. Take that step. Take that step. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. You can do it. Move forward. Move forward. Child, sweetheart, you just come out just a moment so that I can just keep my love forward. Now, move forward. Freely, freely, freely. Now begin to exercise the hip. Begin to exercise the joint. I love you, Christ loves you, the people love you. Now, sister, walk briskly. Walk, walk briskly, walk, walk.
period of work and the whole thing for a whole period of day, I wasn't a question of whether you want to or not. To me, it was just a question of whether my body could, you know, continue to hack that. Why would that? Why would? How does? Why would being a counselor hurt? It wouldn't hurt. It's just that I know that there's certain demands that are made on counselors, you know, and I just don't think it's fair to, you know, ask not to have those demands put on me, you know, and still, you know, maintain the same position. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying that I'm willing to do that. I'm just saying that I would prefer not to ask for, you know, uh, for, you know, I, I prefer not to ask for somebody to, to be doing something for me that would cause problems for somebody else looking on, because I also know how that's affected me. You know, what do you and, mean that, Well, you know, I mean, when people see somebody else doing something, and whether they understand or don't understand, they still, you know, have feelings about it if they feel that they're getting away with something that they're not getting away with. You know, and... Or, I mean, that's the way they look at it. It's not to say that they're getting away with anything or not. It's just that I think that's how we reflect on things. So, uh, what role would, did you want? I mean, what, uh, what's, how do you see yourself? What position, sort of position would you be taking? No, I have no problems in coming to church, you know. It's just that uh, I have a problem staying up all night and trying to work and going to school and going to meetings twice a week. And, you know, I mean, I just I just cannot hack that. And then maybe it was an, if it was the nature of a meeting that I was going to that had some end results, you know, I mean, in my mind, they're, they're none. You know, if it was a business, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying that I, I just know that emotionally I cannot just stay up like that and function like a normal person. I just can't do it. All right. Uh, I'll pass it along and possibly get back to you. Yeah, because one of the things that had happened was that I was, you know, running to work, you know, like in the middle of the day on Saturday and running back on Sunday trying to make up for things that I didn't do, you know. And it just got, it just got out of hand. I mean, my work was when I got ready to, to, you know, to go away and try to get some rest, I had to work two days overtime to catch up with my work. <laughs> you know, which is, I mean, and that's a trip. And, you know, fortunately, you know, I, you know, I told my boss that I just really, you know, wasn't feeling well and that I, you know, wanted to take some, you know, leave, short leave you know, for a period of time, and she said it was okay. But, I mean, I could see myself have been under a lot of scrutiny and criticism had I been someplace else, where I wasn't in control, you know, basically of a lot of my own work. But I had, I mean, I had really, I mean, I had really gotten bad, Mike. I'm telling you the truth. A girl in the office said something to me, and I, I mean, I almost slapped her. I mean, I walked up to hit her, and I mean that's, you know, I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I think but you know I mean, me a are little you bit. Sure, it's a result of the other meeting. I, mean, I think it was a result of my nerves just being, you know, you know how you just get to the point where you just, 
brought on if he ever got at that point. Could but have been brought on by here for sure. It could have been brought on by the, your job itself. No, I think it was it was brought on with a combination of things. Just the fact that I was just tired all the time. My nerves were shot to to hell. I had gotten to the point where I was just shaken. And is you know, and my hair had started to fall out. I had bald spots in my head. You know, there was little. I still got some of those. It's not nearly like it was, but little bumps. You know, red bumps that we get which comes from what they call psoriasis, and it's all nerves. I mean, that's what it was described to me as nerves. So I don't know whether it was at all results of that. No, I can't really say that. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think that the combination of it all, you know, which well, is... I, you know, I don't know what uh, sort of position... Uh, we can take, uh, and you know, I don't, I don't uh, presume to make that decision now. But uh, I just know that, you know, like in the past, when people have uh, wanted to, you know, lessen their responsibility, it, uh, well, you know, it just sets a, you know, a precedent for others who would I, like to do the same. I realize that. I realize that, and that's why I, you know, I suggested right from the from the beginning that, you know, I just come off council altogether because I realized that that's what happened. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, you suggested that from the beginning, is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I think that it does set a precedence for people in terms of if I was allowed to do something else, you know, then I think it would cause more of a problem. I don't know. I just uh, know that I, you know, I've had a lot of time to do a lot of uh, thinking and you know I mean I'm there's nothing wrong with me you know I mean I'm not hostile or anything you know and I don't want to leave it's just that I know what I can take Mike you know and I know what I think I should have I, I have a right to make up my mind what I want to do you know sure you have a right to do that what, the problem is what we're going to you know what would you have to say to others I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that's my position, you know. I mean, I really don't see that as being my position. That's no, not your position, but, uh, I mean, do you see the difficulty? No, I, I see the difficulty. But, I mean, the whole difficulty right now in which, I mean, I think that that was my whole dilemma. I think that that's one of the things that really got me started on, on that downhill trend is because it looked like there was no way out. I was just fenced in, and I had all this responsibility. Nobody wanted to hear about it. Nobody wanted to listen it. I was just trapped. You know, and, you know, I can't live like that. I don't know about other people or what other people want to do. But, you know, I've had that. I mean, I have had it up to, you know, like almost having a nervous breakdown. And I just can't. I don't think that that's what it should be all about. Okay, well, I'm just saying it's almost like an impossible situation where, you know, someone comes up to you ask advice, but for me as a counselor, you say, well, I'm not a counselor, when I know that you were at one time. I mean, people are going to know that you're no, no longer a counselor, and uh, it, it's like an impossible situation to deal with, as far as explaining to them why you're not. And that's why I'm wondering if you are dealing with, you know, if you understand that. 
Well, no, I didn't uh, deal with that. That's what we have to deal with. I mean, that's what, we, what we'd be facing. And so... I mean, I don't have solutions. I mean, I obviously I didn't have any solutions some time ago, or I wouldn't have uh, been in uh, the state in which I was in. Okay, yeah. well, I'll just, uh, I should have anything to add. Um, Is it long? No, not really. I, you know. I mean, I don't know what to say, because, you know, I just cannot, I mean, I just cannot sit up like that all night. Well, I just can't. I don't see any purpose in it, for one thing. Well, maybe there is. There is not any purpose in it for me, okay? I mean, I just don't see any purpose in it. I mean, I think that anything that we have to do could be done in, in such time that a person could go to work and feel like they have all their faculties. You know, and produce and be a productive person. But hell, it's a wonder I've had a job for the last year. When I really look back on the kind of shit that, you know, I was responsible for and how I just drove along and produced just bare minimum. Well, I mean, it's not as if, you know, you're in a unique situation. I mean, there's others in the same position, but like you say, maybe they react, I don't know. Uh, fortunately, I haven't had to hold an outside job. Yeah, well, you know, I think that maybe people look at it differently, Mike, when, um, you know, I mean, when you step out I and just know that, you know, there's, like, most, I suppose most people on there have jobs. I'm probably a few lucky ones. Of course, I don't like <laughs> dealing with the public I mean, I can appreciate that. I just feel that I know, you know, what I think is right for me to some extent. And I want that, you know. I mean, I want to be able to be a sane human being. And I think, I don't think that that's asking a lot, you know. And, uh, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I think a lot of people are probably feel quite the same, if not worse. But they just keep sitting there going along and all of a sudden they walk off and leave, and nobody ever understands why. You know, and it's for the, the reason that, you know, you're looking at right now, Mike, is that I'm trying to say to you what my problem is, and you're saying to me how my problem is going to affect everybody else. So that gives me the heavy of, do you want your problem to affect everybody else, or do you want to have the problem all by yourself and continue? Well, uh, well this is just personal. Okay, I, I shouldn't be expressing to you, probably, so I, I won't continue. But I just think there's ways of, uh, there's ways of dealing with things. I think we, we give ourselves, I think we let ourselves go as, as far as we want. I, I think we, uh, uh, you know, feel that, that we each have uh, limits that we set ourselves as far as how much pain we're willing to endure when we all could uh, go much farther. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you're probably right. You're probably right. And so it gets down to a matter of uh, character for all of us. Well, you know, maybe that's the problem. I don't have enough character. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm just saying that's you know, my personal. No, I no, I, I know that, and I'm just saying, you know, to you, I'm not taking it personal. I mean, I mean, I don't want you to feel that you can't express yourself to me, and that you know that means that I'm going to run off someplace and hide. That's not true. I can accept what you say. Maybe I just don't have enough kids. Well, anyway, I probably shouldn't have said anything. Well, I, I agree with what you said. But I think that we have a right to set our own limits, you know, and I think I have I that right. I don't know that right. we do, Kay. I don't know that we well, do. Well, okay, Mike, I have a right to set mine, okay? Well, you, you do if you give yourself the right. Well, that's what I'm doing, but, uh, is giving I, I myself think, I think, the right. I think, uh, you know, you know, what, what, why should we have... Uh, any more rights than, than, than most uh, oppressed people who don't eat, who don't, you know, who just uh, are in constant suffering. Uh, I don't know why I should have the right, Mike. I really don't. I just know that well, by, my, by my, you know, having a nervous breakdown and, you know, not being able to deal with what I see as a normal, everyday responsibility of taking on your responsibility as, you know, on a job. By not being able to do that, I don't see that as, as making that any better either. In my opinion, I don't see it as making it any better. Okay, well, I mean, if you agreed with what I said before, then, you know, uh... Yeah, well, that's, you know, I agree with what you said. Maybe it's just, I mean, I just don't have the character that it takes. And that's, uh, I accept that. Well, I don't know what to say. Because I feel that, uh, I feel that, I don't want to say this in a way that makes it, uh, you think that I'm just blowing smoke here, but, uh, I mean, you have a lot to offer. You have a lot of, uh, unique potential that you know, could be utilized as far as PR capacity. And, uh, I hate to see you fall back because, uh, I know that that can be utilized and that it's going to be needed more and more up until the time that we leave. And if you are less involved, then we can't draw on that. Because, you know, it'll be a matter of utilizing those who are in the planning. I, I, can, I can appreciate that. And I, I mean, uh, I can appreciate what you're saying. I know that the people that are in the planning will be the people that are used for that. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, what can I say? Well, I would just like to see you, you know, again, this is personal. I'm not passing on any message. I just asked it. Call and simply ask where you're at. But, uh, you know, I would like to see you just uh, attempt to keep the, your level of commitment and, and try to cope with it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm not going to do that, Mike. I'm not going, I'm not standing up anymore. Because I, I think you... I've made my mind up about that, okay? okay. I'm not going to do that. All right. I mean... You know, I can't even take my medication and stuff. You know, when I come to church, I have to be aware and alert, okay? So I can't take my medication while I'm there. I just have to go through, you know, trying to control whatever it is that I have to control during that period of time, which I've done very well at doing that. But also, a lot of it has to do with rest, you know? 
and not being just really, you know, bogged down with a lot of things that, you know, basically is what got you in the situation that you're in. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, I, I yeah, mean, I hear, I hear what you're saying to me, but nobody, you know, I mean, when I really was begging people to take some of this shit off me so that I would have never gotten to that point, nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody would listen. And nobody ever does until you're pushed against the fucking wall and you can't breathe and all you can do is come out screaming. You know, I don't understand what it takes for people to stop and listen to people around there. Why nobody recognizes when people are pushed too far. I don't understand that. Well, I, I just, you know, I thought uh, I was pushed too far too. I really did. I mean, there's uh, times when I come out of meetings emotionally devastated, and uh, I wanted to scream. And again, uh, well, I just decided I was going to try, and uh, you know, I I just uh, felt like, well, what the hell? You know, why should I be any different? Uh, you know, what's what's my life uh, worth? I'm nothing special because I've certainly blown enough things. I fuck up every day, so. Okay, I understand that, Mike. Okay, all I'm saying is that, you know, I mean, I think, I don't think that I'm special, okay? Maybe I act like I think I'm special, and I'm sure in a lot of people's opinion, that's what they think, you know? But I do think that I have a right to make some decisions about my life and about my health. If other people are not concerned about my health, I think I have a right to be concerned about it. Okay, well... And that's what I was going to say, just lead to more. No, I mean, you're not, all I'm okay. saying to you is that you're I, not making okay, me hostile. I'm, I'm just saying, telling you I'm how I feel. I'm just saying that uh, I don't feel, you know, when we're involved in a revolution, we lose personal rights. You know, we don't have the right to decide what, you know, how far we can commit ourselves, how far we can go, how much, you know, pain, of, you know, limits of pain or something. Because, uh, because there are others who, uh, go through much worse who aren't even in here. The people that we're trying to rescue. So I don't think we have it right, Kay. I don't think we have it. Well, you know, I... Maybe we don't, Mike. I mean, uh, maybe we don't. I don't know. I just know that I, you know, I've been away and I did have some time, you know, because I knew that if I didn't go away that I'd be, you know, in church on Wednesday, you know, the whole thing all over again and still not being able to really settle down and get my head together because my mind was really screwed, you know. And I'm, I'm just saying that I don't want to go that route anymore, Mike. Now, I don't know what got me there, but I know some of the things that got me there was the fact that I had too much responsibility. Uh, you know, Kate, before I came here, I, I couldn't have been more of a, a, a honky. I couldn't have been more of one. And, and now that I'm here, you know, if I can identify with this and understand why we have to do what we're doing and what it means to people who are really destitute, why can't you? Mike, I, yeah, I, I, I realize why you're there, you know. Uh, and I also realize that I've worked 18 years of my life. I don't know how long you worked before you came there, you know. 
Uh, but I have, and I'm continuing to work. You know, and I, I think I've done what I thought was right, or I tried to. You know, but again, you know, I think that if, if you're there and you're there for what you say that you're there for, and you can't hear people screaming around you, how in the hell are you going to hear them from afar? I mean, I, I don't understand that. You mean people outside? I mean people outside that you're supposed to be concerned about. If you can't look at people right around you and see them falling apart and stop and help them or stop and want to suggest that something's done to help them, then, you know, to me, I, you know, I lose sight on the target outside if you can't see what's going on right around you. Well, I think that's where, you know, I, if, if, we keep, if we kept our eyes focused on what's outside, I, think, or I don't think we'd get the internal individual problems that we have inside. But I, I, I should, I, I really don't feel, I, I'm probably uh, out of line because I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just blowing off, I think, so I better uh, let you go. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what to, what to say. I think I, you know, I think I just said what I had to say, Mike. I don't know how it's going to, you know, work out, and I hope it does work out because I really don't want to stop coming. You know, but I know what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I may be back to you. Anyway. Well, what are you suggesting that I, you know, I wait for you to get back to me, or? Uh, frankly, I don't know. I really don't. Okay. What do you suggest? No, I, I mean, I'm asking you, because I was on my way out of the door, so I didn't know what you Well, were. you're not going to be turned away, Kay, that's for sure. No, I'm not even, God, I don't know how I'm coming off, but I mean, I didn't mean to even suggest that that was going to happen. I was just saying that I didn't know whether you want me to, you know, stay here until you, you know, contact oh, me no, back no, and no, talk to me, or... It wouldn't be that soon. Yeah, okay, I didn't know, so that's why I asked. Okay. Okay. I'll see you. All right.